0: Mal, do you know what coffee I've been enjoying a lot lately? No, which one? I have been enjoying Free Lunch Coffee's Medium Dark Roast Blend. Ooh, me too. You know what I love most about their coffee besides the rich flavor is their mission to end hunger for underprivileged children. Each purchase from their store provides 10 meals to children in South Africa.
1: If you want to enjoy this gourmet coffee that is fair trade, and Certified Organic that also fights to end child hunger, go to their website, freelunchcoffee.com. And when you check out, use promo code Those Other Girls 10
0: And let's end world hunger by doing what we do best, starting each morning with a cup of coffee. Hello, fellow other girls. It's Mel, and I want to tell you about the Anchor app. It's free and it's a super easy way to record, edit, and upload that podcast you've been planning to start. They distribute your podcast for you and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many other places. It's everything you need in just one simple place. So all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
1: You're listening to Those Other Girls. I'm Bailey. And I'm Mallory. And we are Changing Culture and Bringing Back Traditional Values. Yay!
0: Mallory, I love your shirt. It's so cute. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I got it from our favorite pro-life store, Culture of Life, Babes Supporting Babes. You get it like babies or each other babes. And it's actually perfect um, for one of the topics. We're going to be talking about today. So Justice Ginsburg is dead. I'm sure by now you all have heard it. You all know about this. Um, and she actually died Friday night, um, from cancer. Yeah. Complications yeah. with her cancer. Mm-hmm. Complications with her cancer. And first thing we did want to do is like acknowledge that and acknowledge that a human being has died. And also too, we did want to talk about, you know, she has done some good things. Mm-hmm. um, For one, she helped women get the right to sign to get a mortgage without a husband, without a man, which is pretty great. I mean, some people aren't married yet and they'd like to have a house and it'd be great not to have to, you know, try to find your dad or your brother to sign for you. So that's positive. Yeah.
1: And uh, she also fought for the right for women to be pregnant and have kids at work, which um, is to us such a huge part of the pro-life movement now, which I know she wasn't particularly a part of that aspect of things, but that was a a good thing to fight for, um, for women to be able to be pregnant and have kids and keep their jobs and keep stability.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, as women who would like to have tons of children, well, I know I want tons. Bailey wants a few. I'd like tons of children (laughs) one day. Um, I would like the idea if I needed to work, it would be nice not to, but if I needed to go to work, it, it would be good to be able to do that Um, And then another good thing she did was help uh, women be able to not have to have a co-signer that was male for a bank account, which is another great thing. So we can say she has done some nice things. I will say, I do not think that specifically pro-life people should be praising her, Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think it would be disservice and dishonest not to talk about For at least for a second, the positive that she's done. Because at the end of the day, she has done some positive things, but she's also done some very, um, she has been a part of a very toxic pro-abortion culture. And the people on the left that are pro-abortion praise her. She is a role model for them. So we cannot sit here and say she's a role model for us if that's not what you stand for.
1: No, and that's the thing is, you know, I think a lot of people when when somebody who's so in the public eye dies, um, you know, the first thing that either side does is like, well, she did so many good things or she did so many bad things, and I think that they forget that this was a a person and their family is mourning and regardless of whether you think what they did was good, what they did was bad, the only reason you think that is because they were in the spotlight, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just always pray for the family that's mourning, that's going through the loss of losing a loved one, regardless of where we fall with agreeing, disagreeing with her. Um, she was she was still a person. And so I just wanted to take that moment to acknowledge that we pray for her family um, as they mourn the loss. And a lot of the things that she did early on were great strides for women and I think a big thing for Mallory and I, um, and you can tell me if you agree with this, is just I feel like feminism, old, classic, traditional, first wave feminism, has kind of accomplished its goal. You know, we're mm-hmm. able to do all these things. We're able to sign a mortgage. We're able to get pregnant and have kids and still go to work. We're able to get a bank account. We're able to have a job and we're not discriminated because of our gender. Like, I think we've come as far as we need to, more or less. Um, and I think then it just continues to get carried on by the modern feminism, which is taking it into the abortion realm and the areas where everybody's trying to go for further. But I think we've gone as far as we can or need to go.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. That's why I would, I personally do not consider myself a feminist. I think that we, like you said, we've gone as far, like we are quote unquote equal. And I think, um, we should also remember that men and women are different. We're not Mm -hmm. the same but we are equal in value. And I think what this everyday, the modern feminism is more, not trying to be equal anyway. I think the modern feminism is trying to be better than. Um, and that's just not how God created us. We are equal. God sees us all the same. We just have different functions and I, and that's okay. But for whatever reason, feminine, modern day feminists, I'll say that specifically, modern day feminists are very hell bent on making us better than men. And that's just not, that's not okay. And that's something that I think she um, started off, like Bailey said, started off pretty, you know, helping with equal. Like I do, I don't think it's right. wrong for Never a We needed to fight for. Right, right. Exactly. The things that we need to fight for. But then once, you know, we got there, you know, we can stop. Like we're, there's nothing right now that women can't do that men can do. I know an our, ar- I will say this, I know an argument is like, women are more cautious when they are going places because they have to be more high alert, but that has nothing to do with the court system. That has nothing to do with like the laws that has to do with people. Like, and that's just part of our natural differences.
1: Women in general are naturally weaker and smaller than men. And the only thing to me that I can, I can do to make up for that is to, you know, Uh, have my concealed carry, right? Like that's the only thing that puts me in equality with men is a way to defend myself. right? And no amount of laws is going to do that. You know, murder, rape, that's already illegal. Like what else, what else are we going to do to make us
0: more equal? We can't. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I also (laughs) wanted to um, talk about just really quick, some of the things she has done and why we should not be praising her. Um, like I said, she was very big on abortion. That was like her, her thing. Um, I don't know how else to like describe how she felt about it. And, um, she wrote, uh, the dissent for, um, let me just look at my notes really quick for Gonzalez V. Um, Carhartt, which was a abortions rights, um, which was an abortion rights case that went up all the way up to the Supreme Court. And in her dissent, um, she wrote that the court deprives women of the right to make an autonomous choice, even at the expense of their safety. And this way of thinking reflects ancient notions about a woman's place in the family and under the Constitution, ideas that have long since been discredited. And I wanted to kind of talk about that just really quick, this little line, um, because I think this is just one of the lies that the left tells um, about how uh, making it a right to make an autonomous choice. Um, And I'm not saying that you don't have a right to your body. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying you don't have a right to someone else's body. Your choice doesn't just affect you, it affects a human being. And it affects a human being in a very permanent way. Um, and I, I think that um saying that it's a women's rights issue I, I just that's one of the things I just hate about that whole notion that whole idea yeah. in general because it's not a it's not a right for you it's a right you it's you're two different people right. there's you and then the baby that's just two different people right um so yeah Bailey you can say something if you want
1: yeah, no. I mean, I'm I'm with you there. It does. It becomes well. It's my right to choose what happens with my body, and it's like, okay, yes, you can choose what happens with your body, and that means that in nine months, when the other body is outside of your body, then you can choose, you know, adoption. You can choose uh, foster care, raising it. You know, you have choices at that point, but nowhere in our constitution and our laws should there be an ability to kill that child regardless of in the womb, out of the womb. Um,
0: but we've we've talked about all, all of yeah.
1: that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, we will continue to talk about it. We'll do more episodes on it, but um, this whole episode is not about that. Um, and also too, just saying with this vacancy in the Supreme Court now, that means there's someone else can take her place. And with someone else taking her place, it also, for those of us who want an over- the Roe versus Roe v. Wade to be overturned. Yes, this is a time, this is our chance that it's actually possible now. Um so that's really exciting. Those of us that are pro-life, like this is something that's like, whoo, we're so close. And I want to say really quick for people who don't really understand the whole Roe v. Wade thing. Um when Roe v. Wade is overturned, it doesn't completely make abortion illegal. It gives the power back to the states and then the states can decide whether it'll be illegal and then that's also, too, when we pro-life people, people who consider themselves pro-life activists, that's also when we start working within the states. But that's the first step to right. um, abortion-free work. Give it
1: back to the people and then have the people work on on what they want to do. So yeah, Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I think that's a big misconception is that everybody thinks that if Roe v. Wade gets turned, it's instantly going to be like every Planned Parenthood shuts down. And right. so I think everybody thinks it's, a bigger deal and a smaller deal than it is. And what I mean by that is it's a bigger deal um, because it allows us to start shutting that down. Right. So like everybody thinks, oh, it's the end all be all. And really, it's not the end all be all. That's just the beginning. Once that's done, then I think we have even more work to work state by state and convince lawmakers and vote in lawmakers and um, get all of the abortion clinics shut down. So I think that's even even bigger challenge in terms of how much needs to be done. But like you said, you can't do any of it until that is overturned in the first
0: place. So right, that's going to be big. And another thing, um, so abortion is also, it is an emotional issue. It is something that, um, People always say, well, there's still going to be abortions and there will. Unfortunately, there still will be. But it's also, too, where another part of being pro-life is we create a world where people don't even think that's a possibility, where we are supporting each other, where we are, you know, if you can't um, support, you know, with your time financially, pregnancy resource centers, that's when those places are going to be start filling up and that's when we let them live organizations like that that's when we come in together so then sure. you know unfortunately no matter what there's always going to be abortions There's always going to be sin there's always going to that's just part of the world we live in that's part yeah. of living in a fallen world but we can still do our part and try to eliminate it and just make it a pot like people don't it doesn't even cross people's minds. Sure. No, I agreed. And part of that, too, um, is like you
1: said, it depends on, on who we get in there. And so 2020, the election just got even crazier. Uh, if it wasn't crazy already, it is now because now we're going to have Trump probably in the next week, I think he said, is mm-hmm. going to be nominating his choice for um, the next justice.
0: Yes um and that's kind of exciting for people who are like super into politics that's like oh oh my gosh is it gonna be um and that also takes this election up to the next level because people who are um who want president trump to win who want a supreme court justice that's going to be constitutionalist that's going to be conservative we're like okay we got to go and vote we this now more than ever, we need to vote because also to side note, it's not just the president, but it's also your senators. So you're not when you go out and vote, don't just think about the president. Think about all the other names that are going to be on the ballot. So, yeah. So one of the ones that I'm excited for and like I really hope is Amy Barrett. Um, she is a mom of seven kids, which I absolutely love. That's not like, you know, I don't think you should pick her because she's a mom, but sure. as someone who wants to be a mom of a lot of kids. That's cool. Um, And two of the kids she's adopted, which is also another cool fact, but she's also incredibly smart. She studied under Justice Scalia and she like graduated top of her class at Notre Dame Law School. That right. I mean, she has amazing credentials. Yeah. um, not only is she a woman, but she's also qualified. She's more than qualified to hold this position, which I think is the best part, which is the most important part. Someone who's qualified, someone who is going to look at the Constitution um, and compare whatever the, um, whatever the situation is, compared to the Constitution and then look at precedent that's been set and stuff like that. Like, we need someone who's going to do that. And I think she, she could do that. And I'm excited. I really hope it's her. Um, I know there's other names on the list, but that's who I'm rooting for. Yeah, I think
1: her and um, I think you say it, Lagoa, is that right? Um, For today, it will be. All right. Well, that's that's how we're going to go with it. Um,
0: With all due respect, ma'am. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Um,
1: Who is also awesome. And I think, you know, I, I think I read that she was more recently confirmed by the Senate. And so there was some stirring about that would make it easier for her to get approved before um, the inauguration next January. So I don't know if that would have any effect on Trump's decision, but Barrett was, uh, the decision last time, like if it wasn't Brett Kavanaugh, it was right. Her, right. So yeah. I think a lot of people are expecting that, but I think he's got a list of five or six qualified candidates. I think all of them are women, um, which, you know, you and I were talking, you know, it's not, we, we don't really care for Trump, picking somebody just because they're a woman, but it feels like the list he had was already going to be probably either Barrett or Lagoa, no matter what happened. So I I don't think that he's trying to pick a woman just to pick a woman. Um, But yeah, I don't, I don't want him to get too far into the Joe Biden territory of like, oh yeah, we got to pick it just so that it's a woman.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I don't, I hope he's not going to the identity politics of it all. Um, But I do think he had, especially Amy. I, I know that they talked about her last time anyway. So right. hopefully that will, that was what his idea behind it was. And he might not have like articulated that sure. the right way. But yeah. yeah we we'll, um,
1: we'll will see who it is. He should be announcing yeah. it next week, which means we don't have long to wait, which is nice for people like me who have no patience.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Do you, so question for you. Do you think that, um, the person will be confer- uh, um, nominated and confirmed by January? Or do you think things will happen in between? Like, what do you think?
1: I think that they're going to fight their hardest. Obviously mm-hmm. they're going to fight tooth and nail. And I don't think that they're going to be able to come up with the trial case that they were able to come up with for Kavanaugh. I don't think that they'll be able to put it off as long as they did with him.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so I I don't see, especially if Trump wins in November, I don't see how they can stop it. If Biden wins in November, I can see them fighting it and like discounting it and saying it doesn't count and trying to get Biden to be able to pick. But if Trump wins and the Senate stays Republican um, in the November elections, I just don't see how his pick wouldn't be confirmed. Yeah, I I think so I have hope so but it's 2020 so I'm not going to make any any bets on the year because I don't want to get my hopes up and then be
0: disappointed. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that this yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, think? I I agree. Um I think that uh when he does nominate the person, it's going to put a fire under both sides mm-hmm. because, you know, we conservatives are 9 times out of 10 we're going 9.8 times out of 10, we're gonna be like, oh, this person is great. Let's do it. We now we really have to vote. Let's go, let's go. And then liberals are gonna be like, oh my God, this person's awful. Let's vote. Right. Let's go. Well, so- and I
1: think, like you said, you know, it's it's gonna light a fire under people. And I think that people who were, I can't vote for either Joe Biden or Donald Trump, or that like they're pro-life, but they weren't planning to vote. Because I've had plenty of friends who are like, I just can't vote for Trump. I just can't. And it's like now at this point with this Supreme Court nomination, like if you're pro-life, like maybe count it as a vote for Pence instead of Trump, like whatever yeah. you know, tell yourself, but this is the way to vote for the pro-life movement. If you're pro-life, yes. that's the way you have to have to vote basically. Yes. Um, any other vote is just going to go pro-choice. And you know, you, if you're pro-life, you're not okay with that. And so yeah. I think, Um, I think you'll have a lot of people who weren't planning to vote or who were going to vote third party or who weren't going to vote for the president and we're going to vote other things now voting for the presidency. And again, on both sides, I think the same thing with people who are pro-choice who are like, oh, it's no big deal, you know, either way. Um, now you kind of have to vote if you want to keep Roe v. Wade or you want to overturn Roe v. Wade.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is our chance to vote pro-life first, to vote. Um, we're essentially voting in a justice. Like, and if you, if you want to feel important or feel like your, your vote, your voice matters, like you're voting in a justice at this point. So whether you are, I'm hoping you're listening, you're pro-life. And if you're not pro-life, you know, hopefully eventually you will be, you'll come to, our, listen to our pro-life episode. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a pro-life episode. Um, uh, then you're, you're voting for a justice either way. We're voting for a justice now is a lifetime appointment yes and then also just a fun fact um the supreme court was not mentioned in the constitution when they were creating the united states that's just a side note um so whether that's all constitutional or not we won't get into that um but that's just the but it's what's happened. happening right now so right exactly that's a good point doesn't matter where it is or not this is where we are um i can argue that in my constitutional law class but Anyway, um, on voting, on Tuesday is in, um, National Voter Registration Day. And if you know me, you know I'm super big on voting. I have done like two or three Make It Know About episodes about voting. I think voting is super important. I tell everybody that I ever meet to vote, 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 vote. And it's our right. A lot of us, our ancestors were not able to because of various reasons. And now we have the opportunity. We have the chance. We have the means to do it. So, we really want you to go out and like vote and register. If you have not already register to vote, register, register,
1: register, register. That was the first thing. Like I registered to vote before I even registered my car. When I moved out here, like, Voting is so important, get registered. Uh, It's Tuesday, September 22nd is National Voter Registration Day. So if you have any questions, um, I know that there's plenty of resources on the internet online. I think even Facebook now says like, click here to register. And you can, you can really find out how to register anywhere. Um, but like Mallory said, it's a huge right. It's a huge blessing that we get to vote and we get to make decisions of who's running our country and who's um, ahead in our country. And I think that that's, that's huge.
0: Yes. And I also want to just talk really quickly about local elections because I'm very, very big on that. We always forget about our local elections. We forget about the people who, like, who really affect you. The president affects you for sure. I'm not going to say they don't, but who's really affecting you every single day are people who you vote for in office, in your uh, state legislator, things like that. Your school board. Oh my goodness. Those of you who have kids in public school, your school board, Your um, they are in charge of like what your kids are, the, the curriculum. They help pick the curriculum. So if you're ever like, oh, I don't know if I should vote, especially, and I also wanted to say Christian because I know. Like it's a really big heart and passion project for me to help Christians like be interested and like help them want to vote, help them to, um, to, to care about voting in general. And if you are really like struggling about, well, because at the end of the day, whoever's in office, it was God placed that person there, whether we like them or not God. And we see that in the Bible from time to time, different Kings were placed that were not good Kings, but God did it. So you know, that's just something, but God has given us, um, the ability to vote. God has given us this land. We should be good stewards. Voting is being a good steward over your land. So I, I want to add that. And I, I just really think that we should think about that, your local elections. And like, it doesn't take too long to do research. Um, you can type the person's name into Google and you can go at their website, see their values. You can also go to their Facebook. Uh, one thing that we had someone on, um, well, we interviewed someone recently, and he made a point. He was like, "Yeah, you can even like Facebook message someone. The Facebook message to your candidate's, um, your candidate's Facebook page, and sure. they will respond. Email, and like that's
1: whatever. Yeah, but they'll yeah. answer questions. Um, there's all sorts of like you said. I mean, if you go to their Facebook page, their social media, it's usually pretty clear what people's values are. Mm-hmm. They'll have virtual town halls. They'll discuss what they're uh, platforms are. So I think it's, it's a lot easier now than it used to be to yeah, sure. go to somebody's Facebook and learn everything they believe in, uh, which really helps. And if you don't know who's running, it's a quick Google, you know, you get online, you just say, here's the County that I'm in, here's the city that I'm in, whatever. And your local election results should pop up and tell you who's running. Yeah. Definitely take a look into your, your local candidates as well as the, um, The House, the Senate, the president, everybody is super important to vote for.
0: (laughs) Yes. Also, too, um, I always use TurboVote. If you have not registered to vote before, um, you can check there. Or if you have registered and like I know with me, I was living in Virginia at one point, I lived in New Jersey for school. So like, you know, if you need to like check where you live in now. Um, and to make sure that you're voting in where you're living or if you're like in school and you want to vote back home that's fine too that's definitely legal and everything so you can do that but like you know make your look into that do some research it does not take that long maybe if you want to 30 minutes every so often just spend some time reading and do the research it's really really important and like we really want you to vote and please,
1: please, please, if possible, vote in person or request yes. an absentee ballot. Yes. Mail in voting is not the way to go. No. Uh, so easy to have fraudulent votes, to have your vote stolen, to have. Um, I think in Washington, they did some kind of vote where you had to register and you checked whether you were a Republican or a Democrat on the outside of the envelope. So it had your name and your address and what you registered as, which is a huge threat for some people, you know, to find out what party you're registered with. So yeah, make it secure, vote in person, bring your ID. It's super important. Yeah, that's that's my whole spiel on that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And even so with the mail-in voting, even here in North Carolina, it was on the news last week. There was a county that got double, everybody got double uh, ballots in North Carolina. In North Carolina. So, yeah, vote in person. And honestly, it's fun. Like, I remember being little and we would go. We would do the kids vote and then we get that. Because the kids vote stickers are, like, huge that, like, take up half your, your chest. And we would go, and then, oh, yeah, I voted. And, you know, it's kids vote, so it didn't matter at all. Yeah, no, it was but so fun. fun. Yeah. And it
1: teaches you. It teaches you good habits for the rest of your life. So that's Exactly.
0: Awesome. Oh, make it a family affair. That's so cute. Make it a family affair. That would be affair. really cute. I can't wait. Yeah. It. Oh, my goodness.
1: <sighs> uh, um, another... I guess, controversial, uh, I love it topic was Donald Trump has been nominated for not one, but two Nobel Peace Prizes for his deals in the Middle East.
0: Which is amazing because also, too, I want to shout out Jared Kushner because he does a lot of that stuff. That's a lot of like what he does. Um, So he had a huge role in that, too. But, you know, because he's the president, the president gets the credit. But like Jared did. I do want to acknowledge Jared. Shout out to Jared. Um, and yeah, that's so amazing that he helped usher in peace in the Middle East.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's something that no one ever gets actually accomplished. I mean, I think a lot of people try. Yeah. He's done so many things in his presidency regarding the Middle East. Um, and it's just been crazy to see these deals being made finally, um, Yeah, much, much
0: needed. I love it. I actually, so I've been to, um, Oman, which is, so Saudi Arabia is like right here. Oh, well, if you're listening, it's on the boot of Saudi Arabia. I'm like doing the hand motions. If you're listening and you can't see me do the hand motions, but anyway, um, and it's this, it's a small country and like, it's right beside, um, Yemen. So it's not obviously, since I was in college, not going to send us to, uh, you know, a war stricken area. They actually are. If, um, countries in the Middle East want to ha- like try to have peace talks, whenever they actually go to Oman to have the talks, Oman's like pretty chill. All the, and I also have been to Israel. All this to say, I think the Middle East is so beautiful. Um, I love it. I took uh, a couple years of Arabic. Absolutely love it. Love the language. And I, I'm so encouraged to hear that there's peace because also the next step I think is, um, like, working with religious liberties, because also, too, for example, in Israel, when I was in Israel, we had someone talk to us about the things that are going on in Bethlehem when it comes to Christians, and, I mean, it is heartbreaking. Like, we hear about what goes on in China, but, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I guess, because I just, I never crossed my mind that in Bethlehem there would be all these issues, but, like, we heard someone speak about it, and, like, that was, like, life-changing. So, Just a side note, let's keep praying for our brothers and sisters in Bethlehem. But all that to say, the Middle East is beautiful and it is filled with, I've met some really great people as well, like some people who really are kind and um, that just want peace and that just want, you know, I think one of the things that... um, I've learned in general, and this is just here in America as well. The average person isn't so polarizing. The average person just wants to be happy and like to provide for their family. So it's great when these things can happen. It's great when a president um, who, you know, our, we have our issues, but our country is pretty great. It's amazing when a president can step out of his shell or step out of his realm and go and help someone else too. So that's awesome.
1: And I think people were just taken aback when they hear like Trump, like Nobel
0: Peace Prize,
1: like he's not a peaceful guy. And it's like, you know he's polarizing in America because it's American politics, and we're mm-hmm. we're all so polarized. But the things that he's done, like, have you, has anyone ever looked into the deals that he's made in the Middle East? And if you haven't, then why are you shocked? Because you don't know what he's doing and what he's accomplished. And uh, you know, I think people just get so caught up in the words and the mm-hmm. idea of like, a, what's a, you know, Nobel Peace Prize? You know, no way, not Trump. And I think you know, he's earned
0: it. He deserves. Yeah. It. Yeah, and it's weird because he did usher peace, so why is it controversial for him to get a peace because it's Trump prize. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he could, you know, cure cancer and then somehow that'll be a, a negative. Be yeah. 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 But yeah, so that's really exciting. That's good for him, good for the Middle East, good for us too. We want allies in this world in Absolutely. this fight. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: And speaking of other controversial issues that are super important to us, um, next we wanted to talk about leg washing. And since you put this on the docket, I'm just gonna let you run with it.
0: (laughs) Okay, so um, I was trying to find some fun things to talk about this week, but this week has really been a lot of political stuff. So on Twitter for the past two weeks, people have been talking about whether you should wash your legs when you shower or if you should just let the water run. And then a podcast, Instagram show, we both absolutely adore Pop politics with Alice Clark. We interviewed her. You should listen to that episode. Um, they, she mentioned it as well. So I was like, you know what, let's talk about it. Let's, should you wash your legs when you shower? What do you think? I think so. I've seen this. And this happened a couple
1: months, maybe a year or two ago. I think it was Taylor Swift because I don't really watch many other celebrities, but she was asked <laughs> this question, I think on like Ellen or something. It's been that long that I don't remember all the details, but they did. They asked her, That's funny. do you actually wash your legs when you're in the shower or does just like the water running down your body clean them? And I think whoever it was, whether it was her or not, I think I agreed with their response, which was if I'm going to be shaving my legs, then I do like I get in there with a, a good body scrub and I scrub all the dead skin off and then I shave my legs and then like I'll finish off with lotion and get them all silky smooth, um, which, you know, I try to shave, I wouldn't say every single shower, but maybe every other shower, um, But the ones where I'm not shaving, I guess I don't really focus on like specifically washing my leg. Like if I've got body wash, I might, but I don't like focus. I'm not like, oh, my legs are going to be dirty if I don't clean them. Like most of the time they're in pants. They're not crazy dirty. Like I don't see why I would have to wash them. So there's my awkward take on that. Mallory, what (laughs) about you?
0: Okay. Um, I typically wash everything. Um, So yeah, I do my legs and I do my feet too. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a good point about the shaving the legs thing. Um, and I do shave my legs. I wear... How well, it depends. Again,
1: like summer, yeah, I shave my legs all the time because I'm yeah. in shirts, I'm in dresses. I mean, you know, but in the wintertime, I don't shave as much because I wear pants and I forget. You know, yeah. you don't to focus on it as much. And so I guess it depends. I mean, yeah, like I said, I wash my legs, but I don't like... I do a body scrub and like really clean my legs when I shave.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 I just, I don't know. I mean, I when people say, yeah, the water, I, I don't think it's that big of a, I re I was reading like the thread and people were like, that's just what are that? I'm like, I don't know if it's that serious. Well, I mean, it's one of those things. Like
1: people say like, Oh, well, do you wash your legs? Like I'm going to use my arm as an example because I can't get my leg up here. I'm not that flexible, but like, <laughs> It's like if you have body wash and you just kind of rub along your leg and rinse it off, does that count as washing your leg? Or do they mean like you got to get in between each toe? and That's like fair. Feet? Like, no, I don't do that. I'm not... Okay. Like, that doesn't happen every time I shower. I don't, I just, same thing I do with my arm. I do
0: one of these things. Yep. Yeah, just wash it just, off at the general yeah.
1: scene. We're good, but yeah. I don't get in between my toes and clean my ankles and make sure yeah. my heels are good. Like, no, no I'm not no. behind my knees, you know, all of yeah. that. I no, no,
0: I don't think that's necessary. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that was just our fun, I guess, little awkward. Fun fact of the week. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> to close it out. Um, we're going to do something light. What is something pretty that you saw this week?
1: (sighs) That's a good question. I've been in my apartment almost all week. I've left for just a couple of things at the store to take the dogs outside. So my dogs are obviously pretty. My (laughs) husband's very pretty. Um, My fish is pretty, but I think the prettiest thing that I saw was that dress that I sent you, Mallory, and I'll have to share it in our stories. Yes, yes. But I love Sherry Hill. When I used to do pageants, I was always obsessed with her dresses. Sherry Hill has an amazing collection, but there's this one, and like I said, I'll share it in our stories. It's pink and girly, and I told Mallory, if there ever is a podcast award, show like the Grammys or a formal event at all that we get to go to, that would be the dress that I'm wearing because it was just it was gorgeous. Pink and curly and fluffy and it was beautiful. (laughs) It was
0: really pretty, y'all. Like super girly. Like it was totally it I could see Bailey in it 100. percent And what about
1: you, Mallory? What's something pretty you saw?
0: Um, okay, so on Twitter yesterday or the day before yesterday people can now change their phone to be a certain aesthetic and this girl like the screen your screensaver and then like your the little icon for like your eye f- uh for facetime or for safari or something like that and this girl did one with like this really pretty pink um it was like pink pastel and I just I saw it and I was like this is literally the prettiest thing ever we're gonna have and was, to change our phone aesthetics <laughs> yeah I, I looked into do it and it's gonna take like 30 40 minutes so I haven't had the time <laughs> to do that but I've seen,
1: is that where I mean I've seen people put in their apps like into folders or on separate pages that are all the same color so that they're like organized by the colors of the rainbow Oh, that's cute. I don't know if that's the same thing, but that's really I don't cute know. too. But you can't have, all of your apps can't be pink, right? Like some apps no. can be made. And so that's what they did was they, they organized it by color. So you're like on the
0: blue page, the purple page, the pink page, the orange page. Oh, that's cute. But no, the, with the iOS 14 update or something, you can change how your app looks. Like you yeah. can change, uh, you can put the image or something like that. We're gonna I'll just show you the link. It. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really, I mean, it was so pretty. I was like, Oh my gosh, I need my phone to look like this. Um, but I just need the time to do it. Well,
1: there's our project. Let's do that next.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we can screenshot, put in the stories to show everybody.
1: Absolutely. But yeah cool all right that's just a quick weekly wrap up of what's happened um hopefully this is a good week happy monday to y'all yeah not too bad not too crazy things are
0: returning returning to normal okay okay returning or returning either way i hope it just gets back to normal um and please register to vote please 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 register to vote and then vote and pray pray
1: pray 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 Pray. it all yeah